have this be deductible, you have to spend more than half of your workday, half of a workday actually working. And Got so it. a workday is constituted as eight hours. Okay. So as long as you are working for four and a half of those eight hours or more than four, okay. the whole day can be considered business related. So let's say I go to Florida mm-hmm. for a business trip and we work, I work five hours because I'm speaking and doing some other things, but then you know, I take my beautiful bride out to dinner and and it's just her and I can we write that dinner off yes it's interesting this is better wealth with Caleb Williams we're talking about maximizing travel on deductions as it relates to traveling for business i'm here with Dan Kaminsky the guy that's running better wealth tax and a lot of business owners are traveling, and so this is, will be good to see how we can maximize it, obviously not get in trouble, but pay as little tax as possible. Yeah, so the number one rule when traveling for business is that you should have potential to generate revenue. That's like the, the yep. overarching rule to this is, especially like in our type of business, it could be easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm going on vacation, but mm-hmm. I have the potential to talk to people, so therefore that's considered business. The original intent needs to be like, there's going to be some sort of revenue generating activity. I, I get so, that. Yeah, and again, this you're going to hear, I'm like a broken record. It's has to, Something has to be reasonable here. And like there's yep. a reasonable reason that you're going to be doing this. And so there's a couple stipulations that the IRS talks about is number one, it must be ordinary. And what okay. that means is like the amount of money the frequency and the purpose of that travel. Okay. So if you like don't travel at all and suddenly you're doing like a $30,000 private jet. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's not in the context of what you do. That's not ordinary. Now it might be for certain executives. They may do that on a frequent basis and that that would actually be considered ordinary. So it's like, this is where the whole nature of your situation is unique comes into play as well. But again, that, that frequency too is, are you doing it once? Are you doing it every every other week, um, you know, again, it could all be classified depending on your situation. The other piece is, is it necessary? And so that question goes to, is it actually going to help increase the profits or expand your business? Yep. So ordinary, necessary, actually the intent needs to be with for and for business. Yep. So you need to try to make a profit or it needs to be beneficial to business. Yep. It needs to be ordinary. It can't just be like something's insane. And then the other aspect is that Every expense needs to be documented. This is where people get themselves in trouble. Yeah, it, it really is because when it comes down to travel, lodging, transportation, meals, all of those categories, they have to be documented well because otherwise the IRS likes to turn it around and say, if you didn't document those things, it's actually personal travel with, what is, what is the language, incidental business activities. That's a big difference, huge difference. And mm. so... The documentation aspect is very, very important, and there's a lot of tips on that, whether it's writing names and purpose of conversation for meals, and like, was it, is it an actual client versus a prospective client? What was the purpose of the conversation? Yep. All, all of those kinds of things. And you have to, in order to have this be deductible, you have to spend more than half of your workday, uh, half of a workday actually working. And Got so it. a workday is constituted as eight hours. Okay. So as long as you are working for four and a half of those eight hours or more than four, okay, the whole day can be considered business related. So let's say I go to Florida for a business trip and we work, I work five hours because I'm speaking and doing some other things. But then you know, I take my beautiful bride out to dinner and it's just her and I, can we write that dinner off? Yes. It's interesting. Yes. Uh, so again, more than 50% of the time, 
or 50% of a workday, you can consider it the rest okay. of the day as a workday. Travel away is considered as overnight from your primary residence. And so Got it. What, what that again means is basically as long as you're traveling away from your primary residence and sleeping overnight, that is considered travel. So some things when, when it comes to the IRS talk about like within a 50 mile radius or okay. something like that. And this is just, again, if you're staying across the street and it's overnight and then there's, it's, there's business purposes, you can consider that a, a write-off. Yep. So then there's really two things that come into play with this is whether you're traveling domestically or internationally. Yep. And so domestic travel, if more than 50% of your time is truly business, you can write off the full amount. Okay. Wow. But if it's less than 50, it's 0%. Oh, wow. So this is, again, is where the documentation comes into play. Yeah. Is even at 49%, if you're working 3.9 hours, you know, whatever. <laughs> of it, Just put in that extra <laughs> 10 minutes. It will pay off. It, none of it is. Yeah. And, and then it goes back to this incidental business activity piece and personal travel. Internationally, it's directly proportionate to the amount of time that it was actually business. So if you okay. go travel internationally and 40% of the time you're doing business, 40% of that travel is considered a, a deductible. Okay. So let me ask you this. When you go on business, can you write the whole thing off or is it like a 50% write-off? Domestic or international? Just uh, domestic. Yeah. So domestic, again, if, if it's more than 50% of the you time. You can write a 100% off of food and everything. Correct. Okay. As wow. long as it's documented. And international, you can you only write off the percentage of what you're working. Correct. Okay. I love it. So document, be reasonable, and document. <laughs> <laughs> Documenting is the number one reason why people are not doing certain strategies because, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds cool, cool when you're listening to this, but at the end of the day, like we even we fall into this trap. It's like, oh, like, yeah, I'll get the receipt, but it's the actual system in place. So any any tips and tricks for making sure that people can lean into that? Well, I think in this today day and age, it comes down to the digital aspect. If more of the stuff can be taken care of online. So yep. like if I'm going to book a hotel, yep. I'm going to book that online. So I get a receipt in the email, whether I'm transport, you know, transport on Uber, I've got a receipt like that. So it's like, you can kind of cheat the system and not be super proactive right. by ma knowing that your receipts are, right. are digital, digital, searchable. But the the best option would be to each time you do travel, yep. so like for you, you travel a lot, go into events, speaking, things like that. We really should package those together and be like, okay, for this trip, Got it. these were the expenses. Here's the documentation. Here's photos of you being at the event, all that yep. kind of stuff. Because again, if you go from full deductibility to nothing, that's a big deal depending on how much you travel and what kind of expenditures Huge. you're incurring. So again, it's it's just a matter of keep digital notes because the worst thing is like even receipts are like the worst yeah. and you're like crumple them all up and you throw them in a yeah. box. And, and like we've been talking about this idea of tax prep versus tax planning and tax planning is being proactive and buttoning this all up so that if yep. something were to happen where you were audited, you can simply say, here you go have it all be above board. I note this in every episode that we talk about this. This is not tax advice where we are not your CPAs if you're just meeting us for the first time on YouTube. So make sure to consult somebody. If you don't have somebody or you want to work with us, go to betterwealth.com slash tax and you'll, you will be, we'll tell you all about what we're up to in Better Wealth Tax. Essentially, we want people to live more intentionally and we know that this is a way in to helping you free up some ideas, strategies, and cash so that you can put money into things that you actually care about. Anything that you want to end on maximizing deductions when travel? No, I, I think this is another amazing tool if you're a business owner to be able to do some cool stuff outside of business yep. and have that be a write-off. 
And again, it just comes back to you. As long as you play within the rules of the game, you can have some amazing benefits. So I hope you can take advantage of this. And I, I look forward to you letting us know if you've, you have taken advantage and, and how that may have reduced your tax liability. Send us pictures of you traveling. And so then you can have a digital <laughs> trail when, when, if, and when you get audited, you can say, yeah, I'm actually business travel. And who knows, we might, we might help one or two people and we'd love to see that. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.